You're listening to the show with Sam and Joe. This is episode 378 for April 7th, 2022. This week, we talk about Twitter's potential edit button, Buca de Beppo, jewelry making, pizza comparisons, pots and pans, and near-death experiences. So stick around for the The show. One, two, three, clap. Well. Well. Well, I'm comfy well, in this well. my free Herman Miller chair. You know what? I'm just going to completely black out everything about the Herman Miller because I'm still angry. Black out it. or blackout? You're just um, blacking out. You're blacking out. I'm blacking out. out. I'm blacking out right now. That's fair. <laughs> I How did is you had you had you had half a cup half a lid full of Tylenol P- or uh Nyquil and you're turned blackout. Honey, I think Half, yes, blackout. Did I you had ever... half a lid of NyQuil and I was and you spun were... for a week. Yeah, you were spinning out for like a week. Did you ever like accidentally take too much cold medicine when you were a child? And by you, I mean your parents accidentally gave you too much and you like, <laughs> you like Honey, heard colors. Because that like, wasn't I've been an there. accident from your parents. <laughs> they, they were they trying to, me. they were trying to. <laughs> cover up a mistake yeah they okay. needed to knock they were me trying out. to they were... erase a mistake <laughs> i think uh, it was no just... robo tripping was... no i've never done it i think i forget what it was i don't know if it was like cold medicine or cough medicine so i don't know if it was like like an overdose of codeine or something but i think it was a situation where like my mom gave me some and then my dad didn't realize that i had already had some and so he gave me some and then I was How like, old were you? Did you I not was, realize that you had two doses? Honey, I I was like seven. I didn't realize I don't I don't know how things work. Seven! I'm sorry. Seven, you wanted to trip. <laughs> seven. <laughs> Drug addict, not it's to, seven. Not to victim blame. That's on you. Seven I'm years pretty old. Sure you can talk. Not to victim blame, but I'm gonna victim blame. <laughs> That's like, do you remember when I was in Seattle and I was taking this medicine? That was like hallucinatory, had hallucinatory side effects for me. And I didn't know if I had taken it. And I remember texting you and being like, I don't remember if I take it. Should I take another one? I don't know why the fuck I was asking you. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, because I am, you know, Dr. Buttholes on Twitch. So I am a medical professional. Well, and I was like, well, I I don't feel like woozy. So I probably didn't take it. And I was like, just like... You know, you're going to get the text if I'm dying. This was like, this was like six or seven years ago. Why were you texting me of all people? You were scraping the bottom of the barrel. You had no one else to hold you accountable. Rock bottom. When I'm rock bottom, you get the text. (laughs) (laughs) I love how like in your will of like, you know, who gets your valuables, you have a list of like 55 people and then the 56th and last is me. If all these people well, are unavailable, hit him. The up. first fifty-five are all in my head. Oh, they're your personalities. They're mm-hmm. video game characters followed with mm-hmm. Piggy, my Tamagotchis, and then Lara you. Croft, Barbara Robertson, oh, don't Amelie. Don't get me started on Lara Croft. Did you see the news? Oh, I saw the news. Um, I can't believe she's retiring. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> we could only be so lucky at this point. At this point. It's a dead franchise that we're just beating with a baseball bat. I I'm mean, sorry. Me, and that's coming me, from me, who my favorite game is a Tomb Raider game. So, and it's okay. like, we're, I mean, I don't know. 
was it is it still under Crystal Dynamics? Is the, are they the people that announced that they're doing doing a new Tomb Raider game with Unreal Engine five? Is that who it was? Yes, I believe they announced it at State of Unreal twenty twenty two. So I guess who you know Unreal Engine has like their uh, announcement shit where they show their demos and whatever. And Unreal Engine mm-hmm. five is the new big thing. And then someone from Crystal Dynamics was like, we're making a new Tomb Raider game. We're using Unreal Engine 5, which is what they're doing for The Witcher 4 as well, using Unreal Engine 5, which mm-hmm. I'm all for. Shit that's easy to easy to port, easy to, you know, do whatever. Unreal Engine is a, an that's incredibly right. popular game engine that people build their games off of. So, like, it's we don't it's the problem isn't with Unreal Engine 5. The problem is no, that, no, no, no. that Crystal Dynamics is continuing to make Tomb Raider games and they're going to not be good. That's the problem, right? I was not a fan <laughs> of the reboot. That if you if you follow the Tomb Raider games, uh, the last one was in 2018 and it was the last one of a reboot trilogy. So young Lara build as gritty, scrappy, naive. Scrappy young gal. Scrappy young gal. And it was just, I don't know. I mean, yes, I mean, Tomb Raider and Lara Croft already had issues, but I don't think we needed to, like, reboot the thing to fix it. And then it was just, like, the games were just about killing. They were just killing simulator, killing you people simulator. You weren't raiding any tombs. Where are the tombs? Barely scraping. Just, like, digging for tombs. Never found them. There, I mean, mm-hmm. there were a few things they called tombs. It's just it was um it was more action and less adventure, right. and um I'm and and Laura was unbearable, especially in the first one. Uh, so you know, remember I don't know. when they made? I unfollowed when... Tomb Raider on Twitter. Oh wow, there's beef. That, that's when you know. That's probably why they announced it. I unfollowed them like two weeks ago, and they were like, they were like, we're free. From from this twink's opinion, we're about free from us. the critics, we're the haters. <laughs> um, I'm their hater. Critics. If there are 99 Tomb Raider haters in a room, oh, I love this meme. I'm in the room. If there's 10 Tomb Raider haters in the room, I'm in the You're room. You're in the room. If there's one Tomb Raider hater in the room, that hater is me. If there's zero Tomb Raider haters in the room, it's because I've left to go feed my Tamagotchi. Right, but you'll be back. I'll be, but I'll be back. That's the moral of the story. If there's one person ordering a cold slice of Sabaro pizza in a 7-Eleven, it's you. Do they have Sabaros in 7-Eleven? I thought they I, had their own, like, proprietary pizza. They probably do. What do you think would be worse, a Sabaro slice or a 7-Eleven slice? As someone who's eaten a shit ton of both in my life. That's why I'm asking you, because you are the, the uh, re- relevant expert in the room. 7-Eleven is worse. It's kind of like generic gas station pizza, which don't get me wrong, gas station pizza can be lit, but it's like meh amount of sauce, meh amount of cheese, meh, like mostly cooked probably, whereas like Sabaro's, thin, like floppy. Like you mm. could slap someone in the face and the grease would like moisturize their skin for a month. You know, Ooh, that's that. the tea. And mm-hmm. fluffy, like Hollow crust, fluffy oh. hollow. Is that the sequel to Hollow Knight? Hollow crust, hollow crust. That's the mm-hmm. one we're gonna get. What's the <laughs> one you're waiting for? 
Um, it's the sequel to Hollow Knight, which is Silk Song. They've been talking about it for like Silk four years. Song. Silk but it's, Song. But it's developed by like two people. So it's like, you know, I will be patient. Um, sure. I was... I was going to say something. Oh, I was going to say, remember the Tomb Raider movie that came out like within the last five years? I don't. Yeah, that's the movie I watched and I got my first ever migraine right after watching that movie. I threw, I wound up on the bathroom floor after the movie, throwing up with a migraine so bad the rest of the afternoon, the rest of the evening. I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't think it was that bad, but okay. The first ever migraine. You could say that the Tomb, Ra- the Tomb Raider reboot triggered my lasting migraines, set me on a trajectory of migraines for the rest of my life. You could and say you there is a class action. You could say there's a class action lawsuit and you'd be wrong, but we wish there was. I, I, I have, I have, I will play the new Tomb Raider game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I, I mean, will play I, it. I might play I, it twice, Sam. Okay. Oh. You may pay it. Well, the thing is, is like you. Okay, as as I'm a gay hater. people, as gay people, we love to complain. It's our like my first language. My first language is English, which I don't know very well. But my second language, actually, my mother tongue isn't English. It's complaining, and that's because I'm a homosexual. Well, let We're me just tell born you, with it. it's fun to have like. This is this is why we're entertainers, Sam. This is why we're the ones they're listening to, because we have strong opinions. It's it's people don't want to hear someone who's tepid all the time. People want to hear hot. They want to hear cold and nothing in between. They want you to get riled up about nothing. Okay, that's what they want in this business, Sam. Right. Exactly. Hot. And what are they getting from us? Nothing about hot and cold. That's us. That's hot and cold. Hot takes. Cold takes. No tepid. Mm -hmm. Hot and Cold, a single by Joseph Birdsong now on iTunes and Amazon. And, and not by anybody else. I don't want to hear anybody else who has a song with that name. Do you understand? I'm very hot and cold on that subject. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. What? what oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what do, what do I know? What do I know? Sam? I think I was you said something about Tomb Raider in the sense of like, it's a dead game. It's a dead franchise. And I was going to say, I mean, that's me every time I boot up Overwatch. Oh, I my God. I still Honey, play Overwatch. You Overwatch in 2022. Are you gonna? What do you want? Tell me you, about Overwatch 2. Are you gonna play that? Um. Well, uh, cool. so here's what's gonna happen with Overwatch. So Overwatch is a dead game. It's been a dead game for like three years. I still play it. So you know how like, how, like, like garbage. Like we will bring it back to garbage pizza from 7-Eleven or Sabaro. You keep going back not because it's good, but it's because you know exactly what it's going to do to you and you and it's familiar and you know what to expect right that's what overwatch is for me i don't play it because i enjoy it i play it because i know how to play it and i'm too lazy to learn any other game because i'm old i'm old joe and old people don't like to learn new things and that's this is like this is like a cycle of abuse almost like yeah that was me when i was yes Boot up, boot up Overwatch, get called every slur in the book on voice chat, rage quit, boot up t- again 20 minutes later. Hate, <laughs> hate, hate playing the game, hate the Just mechanics, hate, hate first person, hate, mm-hmm. hate competitions. Then on top of that, get hate crimed, rage mm-hmm. quit, play again. Right. Exactly. It's yeah. just a cycle it's of a hate. It's a cycle. Cycle of hate. Well, you know, <laughs> I wish you the best. 
I'm glad that I escaped that cycle. At, I at need some an intervention. Point. That's what I need. I can't. I just. <clears throat> I used to really love, and I still really love the idea of multiplayer competition games. You know, I mm. was playing PUBG Mobile for a while, Sam. Call of Duty yeah, Mobile. Girl. I love them, but I, I can't ever get too serious about them because that's when it starts becoming detrimental to me. Right. You get too into it. You get too. You get. Do get you, too, you get too competitive? It. I think that I used to get too competitive. I used to care too much. Like, who the fuck cares if anyone is good at a video game? Do you know what I mean? Unless it's your job, which even if it is your job, you need to like, you need to chill. You're, well, also, you're, I mean, you know. it's it's kind of your job on Twitch, and you're not good at video games. No homo. No, literally, you do not have to be <laughs> well good at video games to be entertaining. Do you know that what I mean? True. Like you, you play them however you want, whatever. But there are the streamers who are like the competitive, trying to get to the master rank, whatever. And right, those are like the ones you go in, right? And it's tox toxicity. It's just not for you. you know? It's not for you. It's it's okay. No, it's not for me. I can't I can't handle that well. And if it's not for me, it's not for anyone, Sam. Okay, I'm just that's well, what I want to make clear. If it's bad for me, it's bad for everyone. That's how the world you, works. Right. And if you want to talk about a toxic relationship when it comes to Overwatch 2, which is already a dead game and it's not even out yet, they've been delaying it for like three oh years. Um, you bet your sweet ass I'm going to pay $60 for that game and oh I'm going to God. hate every minute of it. And I'm and like we said, like I said before, I it's just fodder for me to complain. You know, it's just That's more like complain about. It's content I'm gonna buy for me to spew out. You're going to have Overwatch 2. We're going to hate our lives. And it's going to be great. And you tune in right here to listen to us complain about it. Okay? We'll mm-hmm. be here complaining when you need us. We'll be exactly. right here. We'll be right here. You know where to find us. Free complaints from Sam and Joe. That's what we're renaming the podcast name to. Speaking of podcasts, thank Speaking you for that Speaking of segue. podcasts, there you go. Listen, I've been shouting out uh, this podcast on me and Justin's new podcast. Oh, so she's she's cross promoting, and honestly, I'm cross promoting. I, I need as much attention as I can get. So thank you so much for the cross promotion. I really appreciate it. Well, Sam, I don't think anyone anything's ever going to stand up to what do we have here? Seven years, eight years, and going Honey, strong, go, literally going say, strong after that many years. The thing is, it's become so much of a routine that it's like hard to break. Like it's uh, part of I, my week. I, it's fun though. Do you not have fun? <laughs> <laughs> oh no i do oh, no. i love it uh well me and justin husband justin just started a new podcast uh that we're doing weekly as well called quickie wiki what this is the only shout out i'm gonna give it um where we each bring a wikipedia article to the table and uh explain it to the other one so oh, this is actually a really good idea I've had this podcast idea for maybe five plus years, and I had a name picked out for it, but the name was taken. What? So, wait, wait, wait. Justin, well, okay. what was the name? I don't want to tell you. <gasps> I don't want to promo a podcast that's not mine, that we're not involved in. Obviously. So, okay, so the name was taken by another podcast. Is that what you're saying? Taken by another podcast. So Justin mm. tweaked it and was like, what about Quickie Wiki What? Which is meant to sound like a record scratching, you know? Wiki, right, wiki, what? Say, that is the whitest name. It must have been Justin that, that pitched that. <laughs> no, I can't. Well, mine was mine was the record scratch part. And then Justin changed one of the words to come up with what we have now. So what a dynamic was, duo you two are. A dynamic duo. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be live streaming it uh, Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern time on my Twitch channel. And then you can find the VOD on my YouTube channel and then Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts. Apple, you, that purple button on your iPhone. That's the podcast button. The purple one that you don't know what it does. You click that on your iPhone. You tap in Quickie Wiki What. And you also tap in the show with Sam and Joe. And you get a virus. Okay. You, fo- <laughs> you follow <laughs> them both. Okay. If you want malware, you know exactly where to go. Uh, Yeah. Napster. Wait, <laughs> Napster's like, they're like legit now, aren't they? People oh, yeah, listen they've... to shit on Napster. I mean, sad people. Yeah. Um. Well, I don't know. What about Kazaa? Is, did Kazaa ever transition into like not... Because Napster, I so. back in the day, Napster was the one you downloaded your right. MP3s that from. Was, and then that was the place. They flopped, and then kind of Kazaa crept in. Mm-hmm. Um, Kazaa, then like LimeWire, FrostWire. Oh, LimeWire. I never knew FrostWire. Mm-hmm. FrostWire, because like, okay, so it, it was always a situation where like the reason why the Napster went um, like paid was because obviously they were going to get sued into the ground because it was illegal. And then LimeWire got popular and then LimeWire was like, we're going to introduce like a paid version in order to like, you know, get money. Um, and then FrostWire was a fork of Li- LimeWire that had all the pro features for free. So, like, honey, if it's a program that you're using to steal content, how the fuck, like, why on earth do you think people are going to pay for pro features when they won't even pay for the content? Like, hello? It's a bad business model. That's the tea, though. Yeah, that is. That's why our podcast is free. This podcast is free. And we and we let y'all know, you can support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash the show Sam and Joe. And, but and you we don't appreciate have to. It. You but don't have do. to. It's still and it free. pays my bills. It's still free to everybody. And it's and wonderful. It. Thank you guys for listening. We're not going <laughs> That's anywhere. The end of this podcast. Just, just because I have a more successful podcast with my husband now. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's going to throw me to the curb. I He's ready. He's slowly transitioning said, away from me. <laughs> we're not even. It's not. <laughs> I would say that. Um, well, Justin mentioned you in the first episode. He said, I'm not stepping on Sam's toes. Sam's the OG. I have not Sam's heard here to the, stay. I have not heard this first episode. I guess I need to listen to it. Get ready for your ears to bleed because let me tell you. So uh this so this podcast right here, Sam is freaking wonderful. He does the audio engineering. He makes us sound beautiful, lovely, gets us ready for that MP3 to hit and turns turns some trash into treasure. Now the one I'm doing with Justin, we're recording it live. So it's on the fly. All of the mm-hmm. um, compression, et cetera, equalization is done live and mm-hmm. by me. Mm-hmm. So, so she's, it she's, is. Um, she's thrown right into the war zone. It's crunchy. I got to say. Homegrown. Um, it's, it's homegrown. It's granola. Mm-hmm. It's organic. So, you know, wear some, wear some uh, earphones with built-in equalization when you listen. Mm-hmm. No, I got to say, it does sound pretty good. I I had to look up a lot of tutorials, and I got to say, it sounds pretty good for doing it live. I'm sure it's great. I will listen. But I appreciate all I, I don't all know if I'll listen all do. the way through, but I'll listen. No, you don't have to. The first <laughs> episode was just like introductions, like we did here 2,000 years ago when we started. Oh, my God. I remember that. I don't. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so my question for you was... 
was going to be so so did you did you both pitch wikipedia articles in the first episode or was it did you not do that yet no the first uh episode was just introductions uh mm-hmm. introducing justin and me and talking about kind of our interests so gotcha. next week we'll start we'll start introducing our wikipedia articles i love wikipedia it is a source the, Girl, all those teachers that night. are haters every night Wiki every home. night i'm like i'm somewhere I'm somewhere on Wikipedia. I was on the Wikipedia page for um it was a list of odd of like recorded odd deaths. Have you been like to that page? Video? No. No, no, no. No, it, no, it was it was just like records of like people dying by like really unfortunate means. Like there was one of like a guy at a gas station and someone drove past and the guy who drove past his wheel flew off and the wheel hit this pedestrian and killed him instantly. Like what a way to go. You know? Let me tell you, I was wa- so speaking of wild, random things. And so uh, outside of my office window right here, like when I'm at my computer, I can see a crosswalk, a couple crosswalks and like uh, streetlights on two busy streets. And the other day, Justin was walking home. I watched him cross the crosswalk, stand at the crosswalk when it was red and then cross it when it was green. Right after he got across. A fucking van ran up on the crosswalk on the side he had been on. And I was like, that could have what been the him. fuck? Ch- could have, it just ran up on the sidewalk. I was like, what the fuck? Things just happen. And sometimes, like, you could have died two minutes earlier if you had been there. Do you know what I mean? Final destination. Do you have any near-death experiences? Um, <clears throat> Honestly, I probably have, but I, I think I mentally block them out. Like, I, I can't, like, bring it. That's to, valid. I don't, I don't know. I don't think, well, honestly, I probably have less, I probably have fewer near-death experiences because I, like, I'm a hermit and I don't really put myself in public situations. It's hard for me to die in my, like, quarantine of a room, you know? Like, I'm not in front of vehicles very often. I don't live in a city and so I'm not, like, walking a lot of places. I'm not intermingling with traffic, you know, for instance. Like, I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not in very many near-death experiences in terms of, like, getting accidentally getting run over or something. But didn't... You've never, like, peed your pants and then a toaster falls over? No, no. But my girlfriend in in fourth grade peed herself in the tire swing, and her name was Samantha. And you, little gay you trying to get out of that relationship, was running out with a toaster. Right. No, I was like, I don't have a piss fetish. I have to break up with you. And she was like, I understand. (laughs) Um... What were you going to say? Me? Near death? No. So I was going to say, speaking of death, I can't remember. Did your mom find a dead body? Oh, yes. She didn't find it. <laughs> she I didn't remember. find did your it. Mom, did, your, did your mom find the dead body or did she kill someone and try to hide the body? I always forget. <laughs> that part. That <laughs> one. No. So in our old house, the house I grew up in, which was out in the middle of nowhere uh, it was right off of a highway, but it was like the... you took our driveway up through the woods and into a field and et cetera. Is this is where you what... throw the poop over the the fence? Yeah, yeah, is yeah. That th- this house? When I was this a baby, the... throw the poop in the yard, yeah. This is, this is the throwing um, the poop house. Okay. Rural, rural. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. I come home one day from, uh, this is when I, one day I had, I had like bounced back in my early 20s home, one of the many times. And I come home and I see like kind of like a I see the ambulance on the highway. I I walk in the house. Mom's at the window with binoculars. Oh, right. And 
like mother, like daughter. Yes. Oh, I have a monocle (laughs) at my desk. Uh, No, 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 not a monocle. Sorry, I got LASIK. A monocular. I have a monocular. (laughs) I got LASIK. (laughs) I got LASIK. I don't need monocles anymore. I'm finally Mm -hmm. free of monocles, but I have a monocular, like in the hit movie, Amelie. But anyway, Mm -hmm. so, uh, yeah, they had found someone, some human remains. Some guy had gone missing, like, months before. They found his dead body, like, literally in the ditch across Mm -hmm. from our house. Right. And my mom was like, yeah, I drove my, I drove the van past it several times just to take a look. And I was like, mom, they're gonna think it's you. So you can't what? do that. Maybe maybe I want some attention. Hmm? Maybe I'm not getting enough attention at home. Hmm? I mean, it was the epitome of like, I'm retired and I'm like, I need a hobby. I need something to do. <laughs> yeah. But well, speaking of near death, though, I have mm-hmm. had, there's one that I replay constantly. Oh, really? For me. When I was in, I was probably in junior high or high school and I was driving, my sister was driving me and one of our friends home from a church event. It always happens after church. It always happens after the church event. And it's like, at that point, there were like two stoplights in town. It It was nighttime. We were at the stoplight. It turns green. My sister starts going and our friend goes, Oh, you you might want to wait. I don't think they're stopping. Se- two seconds later, a 16-wheeler barreling through at like 80 miles an hour. Holy shit. Straight through the intersection where we would have oh been. Oh, my God. And I'm like, if she wasn't in the car, we would be dead for sure. Like, Holy it, shit. And I think about it all the time. Wow. That yeah. is a new like, experience. My sister doesn't remember it. It like It, like, changed me fucking dramatically. And, like, Hillary doesn't even remember it. And I'm like... She's like, just another day where I almost died. It happens to her constantly. <laughs> I'm like, that affected me. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Anyway. I that know. That affected me, too. I was in... I was. I had a situation in a car with my sister once. I was visiting her when she was in nursing school. Um, I'm not saying that she's a bad driver, but she's a bad driver. Um, uh, and she... Uh-huh. She, uh, we were like driving. I don't know if we were driving home or something. She was driving. I was the passenger. We were in her car and we were just like talking about something. And she just like barrels through a stoplight at a four way intersection. <laughs> was she driving a 16 wheeler? She was, no, she, she was, was not six, driving. She was that 16 wheeler in Arkansas. What I didn't tell you is that my sister, while in nursing school, was also <laughs> had a second job driving as a 16 wheeler in Arkansas. Driving. Driving trucks through Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And that's how we met. Exactly. Yep. It's crazy. So were there Anyways. any other cars? Were there, yeah. Was there honking? There was honking. Like there were people like I, I think it had just turned red. It wasn't like a situation where like she was trying to get past the light bet- before it turned red. Oh, it had been red for a while. But like maybe like, you know, two or three seconds. And she had oh, no that's fucking a long idea. Time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, but it, like, I want to preface it by saying it wasn't like she was trying to squeak past it. Like it was a red light, and she so I don't think was oblivious to it. Yeah, she was absolutely oblivious. Um, I love how I'm just roasting my sister over the coals on my own <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> she recently followed me on Instagram. Oh, really? Well, I'll have to tell her that. I don't, that yeah, must have been a mistake. Te- well, tell her I don't post anymore, so she don't have to. Yeah, you should. I'll just. I, I think she's into TikTok. I should. You should send oh. me your TikTok so I could forward it to her. Maybe she's send her my TikTok. That's the T. Right. That's the T. 
Um, anyways, we didn't get hit or anything, but there was some honking and I was like, oh, she was like, what? <laughs> I was like, you just barreled oh through a That's like stoplight. Yeah. Where she drives through the stop sign. She's like, what? I pause. Um, but also I kind of did the same thing to her. It was a four way, um, a four way intersection, but it was just stop signs. It was a four way stop. And I was visiting, um, from Boston during Christmas. So I hadn't driven for like a hot minute, like a year and a half. Um, and I was, we were coming back from getting Chinese food and I was driving this time and I just barreled through the, the stop sign. But I think I'm trying to remember. I don't think anyone was there. I'm pretty sure no one else was at the stop sign, but like I, yeah, just straight through at like 55. <laughs> so thank God no oh one else was God. there. Oh my God. But my sister still I... needs me for that to this day. Understandably so. I just don't think cars should exist. Maybe I, re- I should have I my just, license revoked. Maybe that's. Do the... you have to? Um, do you have to take <laughs> the vision test every time you go? Um, I'm pretty sure. So I, it, because Montana is a vigilante, lawless state. I'm pretty sure we don't have to renew our driver's license for like ten years or something until you get really old. Is that how it's how it is basically everywhere? I don't know. But from what I, I don't recall, so. from what I recall, the last time that I got my license renewed which was i think when i was around 21 we had to redo the uh, vision thing interesting pretty sure why do they not have I that in Arkansas? Know. well i so i've had licenses and i've had many identities i've been on the run uh <laughs> i've been i've had ids in <laughs> different passports different people different mm-hmm. names they've all been under different names i'm wearing different a wig. wigs i mm-hmm. am wearing i am wearing color contacts in one of them actually i'm i am wearing two licenses ago the fucking circle lenses i have them in <laughs> i look like i look like you know the episode of The Simpsons where Mr. Burns gets mistaken as an alien because he yes. gets super drugged up and just wanders yes. through the woods and his pupils <laughs> are the size of his half of his head right. and he's like just in a bathroom rendering. Yes. That's yeah, what I look were, like in that photo. You were your Literally eyes were bald, 10 centimeters dilated. Bald fucking hugest pupils you've ever seen just like I don't know I don't know I just don't know how they you, allowed that picture. And we know that at the at the DMV in Arkansas, you thought you were like the most beautiful anime looking ass <laughs> bitch. And the girl taking the photo was like this gay. I'm calling the hate crimes hotline. Sam. Okay. That was in mm-hmm. that was that was before antidepressants, I think. God help me if that was after. But <laughs> <laughs> No, there's mm-mm. Let, okay, so I've had a I've had licenses in Arkansas, Pennsylvania, and now DC. I don't think I had to do the vision stuff in DC, but at mm. this point, I'm I have to get it taken off. I don't need corrective lenses anymore. That's the thing, right? Because you, because on the back of my license it says corrective lenses. Like I'm not obviously right. my my vision is is worse off, or or, or it's bad enough that. It's not legal for me to drive or operate a motor vehicle without corrective lenses in, which is valid. Like, if I don't have my contacts in and I take my glasses off, like, I don't know where the fucking line is on the road. Like, it is just like a it's like a watercolor painting. Like, I don't know where anything is. I wonder how you get it taken. I wonder how you, like, prove you had LASIK. I mean, I guess I have a receipt. Right. Yeah, I guess. They probably don't care. Yeah, you probably just tell them and they take it off. Like, you just lie. Yeah. 
I just don't imagine they even, <laughs> I don't imagine they're paid enough to care. They'll, yeah. Anyway, yes. um, I do have an interesting article about, uh, so I have several social media related articles. This is the most interesting. Did you see, I don't know how much you'll enjoy this feature. Twitter is allegedly getting a, an edit button. Finally. After people complaining for like five years, Twitter is like, we're thinking about it. They were thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been like the number one for years. Number one most requested Mm -hmm. uh, for years. And recently, Elon Musk, who now, I think, allegedly owns a big share of Twitter or 10% or something. Yeah, he owns like 9.2% of it now, um, which is scary, but it doesn't mean really much yet he's not like on the board or anything thank god for uh, that. he he did a poll that was like do you want to edit button whatever blah 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 and then twitter a few days later um announced was like, well they said yes we're working on an edit feature no we didn't get the idea from a poll uh <laughs> and they're they literally Please, say no that conspiracy. in the tweet yeah i uh, saw they're testing it in twitter blue which is like their twitter paid i still don't know exactly what the point of it is Mm-mm. Um. However, there's you know there's like controversy around it. Oh, controversy. Controversy, mm-hmm. because like they they talk about other social media sites that also have edit buttons. Instagram, Facebook. They say they haven't really been abused. There has been, um, so Facebook. The Facebook one has been abused in the past for like a cryptocurrency mm-hmm. scam or something. Some I don't right. even know what anything about it. But um, I I don't know. I don't think they should be editable. I th- I'm I think there should be a time limit. Like people are like, it should say that it's been edited, you mm-hmm. know, and then like you can only edit it for like an hour after you post it. You know, right? We've we've talked about this in the past. You know, we talked about different like when when the like button changed to a heart on Twitter. Like we've been we've been through it with the Twitter dot com. And we've talked about before kind of how we would, you know, if we were the CEO of Twitter, if we were on the board of Twitter, we were making the decisions, how we would implement an edit button. And I think the two things that we came to a conclusion about was a time limit on when the tweet was posted and how long you can edit that tweet, like you were saying, like an hour or so, and then either an edit history or a clear indicator that the that this tweet has been edited within that allotted amount of time. Um, and I think like those are the two things that can prevent abuse of editing a tweet. I think those are like the two most common things. Because like, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure I'm trying to think of other... I know, oddly enough, the YouTube community tab, um, that shows if it's been edited. Like, if someone makes a post on their YouTube community tab and they edit it, oh it shows God. that this has been do edited. Do people use that? You know what? They do. Um, no. Don't ask. Anyways, so it, <laughs> it doesn't show the edit history, but it shows that this this post ha- had been edited. So at least, like, that's nice. There, is, I don't think there's a time limit. Maybe there is. But if it's a time limit, it's a really long time. But I feel like that's a really good feature that I think Twitter should implement if they're going to bring an edit feature to twitter right yeah i think that minimum it also is kind of like i don't think people should care about spelling mistakes on twitter i really i did 
if you're just like a random user tweeting random things, like if, but if you're like a journalism or a politician, I think you should, right. like, you know, get it together. And so that's mm -hmm. why I'm kind of disappointed that like, there's so many politicians who just really show how dumb they are on Twitter. They can't right. spell nothing. They don't know, you know, not that spelling is always like a sign of intelligence, et cetera. But for some of these politicians, you want them to be able to spell when they're writing bills and such. And right. it just, it really like brings to light their level of ignorance. It's such and an easy way to roast them on the internet. It is. It is. And um, I don't want that to go away. Right. But you have to think it in the, in the aspect of like, you know, when those politicians tweet something with a spelling mistake or that's something stupid or a grammatical error like they always have the opportunity to to delete that tweet and retweet it but people always have that that mistake screen capped so i feel that's like regardless regardless people are gonna you know it's people are gonna definitely be on on the front line screenshotting the tweet before it was edited because people do that already um you know before a tweet is deleted and reposted it's just, you know, a different way of doing that in a sense. But I, okay. I get your point. I get your point. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be interesting to see. Like Twitter's one of those sites that in terms of social media, it really hasn't changed a whole lot since the beginning. Yeah, right. tweets are longer. Yeah, there's like been photo features added over the years. But it's like still about writing something short and quick. And it always has right. been. Where like... Instagram doesn't know what the fuck it is right now. It mm -hmm. thinks it's reels. Nobody wants reels. Right. But I will say they introduced the chronological feature. On Instagram? They brought chronological yes. back? Did you not see? No. Well, I mean, no. I guess I do use Instagram. Like I I, I use it as a you know feed. I follow other people, but I didn't realize that I could have it in chronological mode now. They're finally it giving me that seem... feature back. Well, it doesn't seem super intuitive. This article is on The Verge, and it was posted March 23rd. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a new chronological mode and a new, so it's called following mode and favorites mode. Mm -hmm. um, so their description of following is, see the latest posts from the accounts that you follow in the order they were posted. So yeah, basically what it used to be before. A revolutionary algorithm. feature. Now, yeah, they literally they're marketing it as like revolutionary when like <laughs> that's what everyone wa fucking wants on their social media. We yeah, don't want this fucking right. yes screaming so that annoying. into the void for years. So on favorites mode, uh, the other one favorites mode, you'll be able to star up to fifty accounts, and the posts from those accounts will show up higher in your main feed, and you will be able to view this in the separate favorites feed. Which uh, interesting. Now, Nobody can see who your favorites are. Like, this That's isn't, good. it says it's not going to be like MySpace top eight or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, so you just favorite those accounts and you'll see theirs more towards the top or at the top. Right. And you're, you apparently open your app. I don't know if it's available for everybody, but you open, I haven't opened Instagram in like a week, but you open the, open Instagram, click on the word Instagram, which has a new drop down symbol and you can change it from following to favorite. Yeah, that doesn't sound very intuitive. No, it doesn't. And it's not. <laughs> nope. And but nope. at least, I guess, they did it. I don't know if they're like, because if those are the only two modes, then I guess, like, the weird whatever mode is allegedly gone. I don't really know what right, the, the algorithm mode? Mm. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? Who knows? So, 
so back to Twitter and the edit button. Do you think that so so they announced that at least during the testing phase, it's only going to be available for the paid Twitter Blue people or whatever. Like that's worth yeah, where they're initially initially um, rolling it out to. And they didn't necessarily say if it was going to be a a mainline feature for every Twitter user eventually, or if it was going to be a Twitter Blue exclusive paid feature. Would you care? Like what how how much do you how much would you advocate for this to be a global feature on Twitter versus a feature that people pay for? Um I think like the wording says we're kicking off testing within Twitter Blue Labs in the coming months to learn what works, what doesn't and what's possible. That mm. kind of makes it sound like that's where testing's going to happen and then it would be a universal a global thing. Mm-hmm. But you know companies sketchy, who knows. Money capitalism money capitalism so um i i first of all i was gonna say i don't make mistakes i just made a spelling mistake in a tweet like a week or two ago (laughs) and you better believe people literally tweeted at me the word i misspelled like of several just as a reply just the word i misspelled and i was like yes i see it what am i supposed to do about it i don't care leave me alone so i do make mistakes but i also do not care about my mistakes right and so You've given up i've given up so mm-hmm. if it's not global and if i have to pay for it i'm not gonna pay for it right um but if it is global sure so that i don't get people replying my misspelled words to me i'll probably use it right see here's what i feel in this sort of situation is that if there was a feature on twitter that twitter could get people to pay for to use it would be the edit button like all people complain about having an edit button all the time the complaint they've, they've been complaining about it since the beginning of time i feel like if there is any feature that would get people to buy into twitter blue they're paid you know premium platform of twitter it would to be having the edit button be exclusively for twitter blue because like who the who the fuck do you know that is paying for twitter blue no one nobody i know nobody in fact i'm not even sure what it does i just now looked it up it's not it says is twitter blue ad free no they still have ads (laughs) what is the point I right. don't even know what Twitter Blue does. They have an undo feature, which, let me tell you a little what? secret. You can already delete tweets. Right. <laughs> See, there's an what undo I think... feature. I, I, I don't know what Twitter Blue is. I have no idea. See, what I'm thinking is that this would be a really good, like, for, for people like you and I who've given up, who don't really give a shit, like, we can just delete the tweet and retweet it without the spelling mistake, you know? I feel like that having an edit button be exclusive for the paid part of Twitter would be great for like brands, you know, for Chef Boyardee, the the Chef Boyardee brand on Twitter, their social media manager, you know, they have the budget to buy a $5 fucking Twitter blue subscription or whatever. And then they have an hour to correct their mistakes on tweets. Like, I think that's probably who it's more geared towards. If I were to yeah. guess, I would, if it yeah. went that sort of route, you know, that I feel like that would be where the money is in terms of like getting getting, you know, users to subscribe to a premium Twitter experience. I feel like that it would probably be more for corporate brand Twitter, 
if I were to guess. Very interesting. Yeah. Who knows? Just delete I, your yeah, Twitter. I, I just don't. Uh, I just don't care. Oh, and <laughs> now, sorry to read those who sent me the word I misspelled. Thanks for doing that. <laughs> I, I actually really, did not notice it the so first much. time. So the first time someone tweeted at me, I was like, oh, well, what, I don't know what I'm supposed to do about it. It is misspelled. That, that's but I already I like have being... 100 likes, honey. I'm not deleting the tweet. Right, honey. It's, it's, all, uh, it's, it's all engagement, right? That's why I love Keep being the like. oh, that's irrelevant. True. That's how you should but, look at it. It's engagement. Right. It's engagement. That's why I like being irrelevant on Twitter because then I make spelling mistakes and no one points them out. And then I just live in blissful ignorance for the rest of time. That's beautiful. I love that for you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, should we talk about cheese or do you have something else you want to throw? It's cheese of the week. Well. Well. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is Are you sure it's cheese of the week? Well. It sounds like there isn't much for cheese this week. Well, I will tell you, I did get a new Tamagotchi this week. Oh, here um, we go. Here, buckle a, in. A, a vintage one. I I procured a vintage one from one of the trading websites I'm a part of. Um, I just imagine you like going to a trading post in the wild, wild west and like you're trying to <laughs> scout out this ancient Tamagotchi that's like well, kind a, of. Just a myth or a legend. Kind of, yeah. I mean, they're, they are so rare now. Like, I mean, the market is very inflated right now because a lot of people started collecting Tamagotchis over the pandemic. So some prices are really inflated over what they should be. But the one I got is um, it's a Tamagotchi Connection version five, I believe from 2004. Uh, someone on one of my Tamagotchi sites was had some of their collection up for sale. I said, yes, I'll take that one. It is the gemstone shell, which is like a, it looks like a ruby, which reminded me of Dorothy's slippers from The Wizard of Oz, which I wanted because you're gay. Yes, gay yes, goes okay. back to gay. Yes, exactly. We all, we, uh, yes, we, we got to yes. the same place. Back to gay. Back to gay. And so, mm-hmm. um, I, I didn't have a connection. I have a connection four, I think, but I didn't have a connection five. And so I wanted, uh, the theme of the Tamagotchi connection five is it's called Familichi. It's all about family. Ooh. You raise multiple oh. Tamagotchis at once. You marry them. Um, they keep it all in the Familichi. I, I've been saying this quote from Godfather. On Twitch. Hold on. Let me bring up. I made a meme. Okay. <sighs> okay. It's very I niche. Mm-hmm. It's the guy. It's the Godfather. And, uh, but I photoshopped a Tamagotchi's face on it. And it says, uh, you could do anything, but never go against the family. Chi. Wow. That talk about and a niche. Uh, wow. niche. So it's the intersection. Mm. I've never seen the Godfather. But it's the intersection of Godfather and Tamagotchi fandom. And there's only one person that could intersect those two fandoms, and it's you. <laughs> it's not even me, because I've never even <laughs> seen The Godfather. It's not even for me. But also, um, when you said, when you said um, all the Tamagotchis, they, all, they keep it all in the family. Does that mean that there's like Arkansas Southern inbreeding happening? Or like what? I don't think your Tamagotchis can marry their siblings. You have to like, mm. they watch a dating show. And they pick someone from the dating show to marry. It's very um, Love is Blind. Oh, yeah. So it's very topical. Tamagotchi is the intersection of Tamagotchi and trash reality dating shows. Beautiful. Uh, so that's my cheese of the week. <laughs> it's uh, 
the Great. A Tamagotchi Connection version five that I was able to snag, and it looks lovely in my in my collection. Thank you. I'm so happy for you. So, what's the total for your Tamagotchi collection so far? Oh, I don't know. I haven't counted recently. I need. I'll add them up. I'm not now, but it'll take a while because I can't count. I can't count very high. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. need to. I'm gonna need Justin to help me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The engineer. We need the engineer. But there's only one more Tamagotchi in the mail right now, and then I'm not. I'm only looking for like the shells I really like. The ones I'm really interested in. Because I've got plenty mm. to run for a while. Um, so now I'm looking for specifics. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So, okay, here's... Okay, what, what's my cheese this week? Um, <laughs> I, I had, I had a, a lasagna from Costco last night, and it was a ravioli lasagna, which is like, what the fuck is that? Pick one. Oh, I don't ravioli need lasagna? No, that... Sometimes taking two good things and making them one thing works, and sometimes it doesn't. Are you saying it, it just, didn't work? No, it tasted like lasagna. It's like it's it's literally everything in a lasagna was in this was it was in this thing that we put in the oven. It was just that instead of just like having a meat sauce, it was just it was ravioli filled with meat, and then they like layered it like lasagna noodle. It's like why take the time? Oh. To do, I don't know. It was fine. I was I was just more confused about why did someone invent this. Like these two things already are available and they're fine. You didn't need to combine them. Oh, my. Oh, go on. You can keep describing it, please. uh, Oh, are you are you close? Is that why? (laughs) I'm close. Let me get a tissue. (laughs) Let me get a sock. (laughs) Anyway, um, Uh, that's my cheese. There was cheese involved. It was mozzarella on top. There you go. I my I had an actual cheese this week. This is what it should have been. Um, oh. Andy was in town. Andy, who's my mod on Twitch, and Warhol? we went. Andy Warhol, yes, mm-hmm. betting, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to Buca de Beppo. Who do you not know what Buca de Beppo is? I said, is that in Habo Hotel? You need to get the fuck out of here. Buca de Beppo. <laughs> is... Buca de Beppo. Buca de Beppo. You're Italian. You don't know what a book. Hey. You don't know what Buca de Beppo is, and you Ita- you call yourself Italian. Hey, <laughs> it's a it's Buca an Italian chain that serves family sized portions. It's basically like it's like Olive Garden, but like it's a better the whole worse. place. Oh, it's delicious. It's it's delicious like Olive Garden, but I wouldn't call it like like it's fake classy. It's in that it's in that on that level of fake classy, you know, mm-hmm. like you go in and there's all these, like they have it highly decorated. There's like a thing of the Pope. There's like all these like generic Italian images all over the restaurant. It looks like you're in like a mafia back room in a restaurant kind of situation. That is a, absolutely what I want. And they, all the portions are family size. So all the portions serve between three and five. So you get a big plate, you put it in the middle of the table and you scoop it onto your smaller plate. Okay. Mm-hmm. You follow? Mm-hmm. You track? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we got a large order of the garlic mozzarella breadsticks. Oh, That's fuck the cheese. Me. So good. And then we got, I think we got baked rigatoni for our big Rigatoni. And it was so good. So good. I've, I've never heard of this. Is this like... You've okay, never compar- heard of... I've only been to, to Buga de Bebo three times, but it's like a meme. Okay. 
Is this okay? Co- where is this on on the Italian restaurant chain? Where is it? You said it was kind of where Olive Garden is. Is it higher or lower than Fazoli's? Oh, Fazoli's is the lowest part of that scale. Fazoli's is right above frozen Italian food TV dinner. Okay, gotcha. I've never been to Fazoli's. I only know of Fazoli's. mm, Oh, it's bad. It's delicious, but it's not good. The 7-Eleven of fine Italian dining. I would say Olive Garden is kind of like squarely in the middle next to like Mm -hmm. Cheesecake Factories, like macaroni, you know, Mm -hmm. Italian. And then I would say Buca di Beppo is like a 6.5. It's meant to be a little classier. Let's just say like no one, no one who lives in D.C. is going to Buca di Beppo. It's the tourists are going there, you know. Gotcha. Um, So but but it's it's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. <laughs> the, it was the worst. Like, I don't, our waiter had like two tables and he was overwhelmed. He was like unraveling. Oh, and no. So the, the, there were only like three people in the whole restaurant. And because we were there for lunch. And so the hostess had to come mm-hmm. help us because I don't know what the deal with our waiter was. He, he had two tables and both of them had like three people and he was just unraveling. And I was like, that is a mood. I could see that happening to me, but um, it was very Buka. It was very Buka de Beppo. Very Buka de Beppo. Um, so let it be Buca known that the closest Buka de Beppo for me by driving distance is 484 miles away in Utah. <laughs> so God. I don't think I'm going to make a special trip to go to this Buka de Beppo, but just so you know, it is um, it is not very close to me. Seven hours away. If you away. visit me... We'll go. It's like 15, 20 minute walk. Book it a Beppo. I can I cannot wait to be with you and then and then absolutely get um diarrhea from all the cheese <laughs> that I'm eating. It's part oh, it's when you're here, your family. So it's part of the experience. Well, your family. Oh, when you're here, your family. Mm-hmm. Your family. The the when we have our Tamagotchi meetups at Olive Garden, your family. Mm-hmm. You and um and who? Nobody else. Nobody. <laughs> it's just me, Sam. <laughs> Nobody else. <laughs> when you when you go to the Buca de Beppo and you you're ordering three family sized dishes for yourself for the Tamagotchi oh convention. Yes. Yes. When you're here, your family. Yes. That part. So what? What? So Buca de Beppo is going to be your alternate cheese this week. A, a lovely, yes, yeah. a lovely first alternate. Lovely first alternate. Buca de Beppo. <laughs> literally have never heard of that in my entire life that's so funny that is so wild it's i don't i don't actually i had never heard of it till i moved to the northeast the first experience i had it with it was in philadelphia the one mm-hmm. in cherry hill uh my ex took me there for valentine's day and let me and that's when i didn't know what it was and i was like we're rich i must be rich did, did you think that you were you were living the high life i said i must be rich is that kim mm-hmm. kardashian rich, rich. over there is that mm-hmm. Paris Hilton, you know, rich, rich. Right. You're part of the exclusive Buca de Beppo club. Yeah. Where they let everybody in. But it was not true. <laughs> it was well, not true. When I visit you in D.C., I want I want you to I want I want us to go to Buca de Beppo. And then I want you to be like, hey, I'll be right back. I need to go to the bathroom. And then you just leave the restaurant. No, I'm doing lines off the Tamagotchi connection in the bathroom. <laughs> Line, lines of parmesan 
slides a fucking Parmesan <laughs> off of the antenna on my Tomodachi mm-hmm. Connection version 5. Right. Yep. Oh, I'm, I'm living. I'm really that living part. here. Yeah. That part. Um. Anyway, good, cheese. good cheeses. Yeah, good cheese of the week. Mm-hmm. The most chaotic cheeses of, for a while, I believe. Uh, favorite things? Might as well. These are a few of our favorite things. Now, I know you just came up with yours before we started. It's something I don't even have yet, but but I did order. <laughs> um, so it it's going to be one of those. Overwatch 2? Dear God, no. I If, if Overwatch <laughs> 2 is ever a favorite thing of mine, <sighs> you need to find a new co-host. Because like I uh, off the deep end, if that happens, lost touch. Just telling with you reality. preemptively, right? Absolutely lost touch. Send me into fucking orbit. Um, sure. No, slightly better than that. So I'm in the process. Um, I still live with my parents because I'm a 28 year old who lives with his parents because we're living in a pandemic and I don't have any money. Um, and I'm slowly replacing the really shitty pots and pans that my parents have had for like 30 years. Um, I was trying to make hollandaise sauce the other day in a in a pot that they have, and like it was it was like a nonstick pot that they've had for literally thirty years. And as I was whisking the hollandaise sauce, little flecks of the <gasps> um, nonstick coating was like getting into the sauce. And so I was like, first of all, it's it's gross, but it's totally fine to eat, even though it's gross. So I told my parents, pretend Is it's it black fine pepper. To eat? Well, in small quantities. Like, obviously, you don't want to eat an entire coating of nonstick. Oh, my God. But it wasn't It wasn't pleasant. It doesn't have any taste or anything. But I told my parents, pretend it's, uh, it's black pepper. And they were like, okay. So I took the opportunity to get online. And I was like, we're, we're going to buy you a new one and a half quart, uh, you know, saucepan. Sure. And I, I don't know what it is about parents. But, like, they needed... I don't know if this was, like, a a phase 20 years ago or something but every every pot and pan that they have is non-stick and it's like yeah how... it's boomer thing it's a boomer yeah, thing. you don't need this like you need like one non-stick skillet everything else you don't need to like just make sure you don't burn the shit out of whatever you're making and it won't stick to the bottom sweetie anyways so i needed to get my mom a new one and a half quart saucepan um, and I was like, we're not getting you nonstick because Jesus fucking Christ, I'm not gonna be able to whisk anything in there without flex getting into shit. And so I ended up ordering her a saucepan from the brand Tramontina. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's essentially, so it's a, it's a tri-ply all clad sort of, uh, thing, only it's not from all clad. Apparently all clad is like the, the creme de la creme of cookware but it's cost an arm and a leg oh, yeah. and tramontina is like the one below and it's way less expensive got, it's still expensive my all clad uh measuring cups are the pride of the Ooh, kitchen shit. shout out how to my in-laws oh that's how you do it well I love so them. i was explaining i was explaining to my mom like you know nowadays the worst thing that you can do is buy someone like a $400, $500 cookware set that comes with all of these pots and pans where like you're only going to use like three of them. And they come right. in like all these different shapes and sizes. It's like what you do is you inherit a shitty set from someone and then you slowly over time replace the ones with better versions of the pots that you and pans you actually use. So we're replacing this one with a really good one 
um, it was literally like $55 for like a 1.5 quart saucepan. Like it's still, it's still expensive, but that's why you replace them over time. Like I'm going to use the shit out of this pot. Um, yeah. Cause I'm going to make like sauces and, and hollandaise all the time. And I'm not going to have to deal with nonstick coating flex getting in my fucking sauces. Anyways. So I'm very excited for this little baby pot that I'm going to make sauces in. Because Tremontina and All Cloud, if you treat them well, they last forever, allegedly. This is baby's first Tremontina. So anyone let me know if you have bought any uh, tri-ply clad cookware from Tremontina and if you had good luck with it. It's highly rated on America's Test Kitchen and Consumer Reports. Um, and apparently you're supposed to get the, the shit that's made in Brazil and not in China. There's a way to tell. I don't know. Um, so I'm excited for this. When it comes, I'm going to, I'm just going to cook the shit out of it and, uh, hopefully it'll be nice. So it's a preemptive favorite thing. I'm assuming I'm going to like it. I better because who the fuck pays $55 for a one and a half quart saucepan. So we will see. Trementina Aguilera. Great drag That's queen it. name. Mm. Love her. Love her. Trementina legend. Do you have a favorite legend? Trementina legend. Do you have a favorite piece of cookware in the kitchen? Like something that you always go back to that you love using? Yes. But, and it is a, it's a, I will have to replace it sooner rather than later. It is called a spoonchilla. It is a mix between a spoon and a spatula. It is unibody, single body, which means it doesn't, Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't have the, the, I hate nothing more. I do a lot of baking. I hate nothing more than using a, a spatula and the the head keeps coming off because it's too oh, it's in two pieces. Worst. And also like washing it is gross. I don't like doing that mm-hmm. either. So it's a Stuff single gets stuck in it. The spoonchula, it's the one from Target. It's literally Target brand. It is the perfect size. It doesn't come apart. I use it when I cook just about everything. And it's not like it's it's cheap. You know, and I know I'll have to replace it probably often, but it's cheap and it's good. Uh, other than it's probably that, like five dollars or something. Yeah, if even. Uh, Justin's really into pans. He has a collection of nice pans that, like you were talking about, he's just collected over time as he's needed mm-hmm. those types of pans. You don't have to buy the Better Homes and Gardens set, even though I have done that. That's fine too. Sometimes that's what you can afford. Um, but yeah, I. I love my spoonchilla. I love my spoonchilla. You know, if it works, it works. And also, I feel like that if you can buy um, spatulas or spoons that like don't have a re- like that are like a, a unibody design that are, that are like all made out of silicone or something, right? Then then you don't have to worry about like the head popping off and getting stuff in it, and like it's way easier to clean. It looks like the the spoonchilla is literally just a spatula with like a divot in the middle. It's it's definitely like it's a little bit curved in like a spoon and a spatula mm-hmm. hat. Wait, wait, a spatula, like a true spatula, not like a scoop up a pancake spatula, but right. a true like silicone spatula has only one side. That's like one side's flat and one side's moon shaped half moon, right. half moon Joe shaped. So mm-hmm. the spoonchula is that same shape the whole way around and then a little bit dipped in the middle like a spoon. Interesting. That sounds like a good addition, Perfect. to be honest. It's, I use it for every single thing in the kitchen. I love it. Well, if any of the listeners have any, like, favorite, you know, appliances or, or you know, kitchen utensils that are their, like, ride or die, um, holy grail that they use in the kitchen, 
let me know because I'm like, I'm curious about it. Is it a spoonchula? Is it a Tremontina covered saucepan? You know, is it your your Le, Le Creuset uh, Dutch oven that costs $450? Like, you let me know. I'm curious. Anyways, sure. what is your favorite thing this week, Joe? My favorite thing this week is a television show on HBO Max, even though I think it aired originally in the UK on BBC Two. I Ooh. think that's a channel. So mm-hmm. uh, it is called All That Glitters. Wait, wait, wait. There's a sub. Hold on. It's called All That Glitters, Britain's Next Jewelry Star on BBC Two. It uh, came out last year in 2021. It's kind of like Great British Bake Off, except they make these are jewelry makers. So like a challenge will be one of the challenges was like pearl drop earrings. They're given the pearls and the materials. One was like an engagement ring and they have like five hours to make it. People Mm -hmm. fucking just make jewelry, Sam. I had no idea personally. Yeah, there's these people called jewelers. Make it. Jewelers. Mm-hmm. That's the Jewelers. word. Jewelers. You know. And it's, it's extremely wholesome because it's British. Everyone's supporting each other, loving each other's designs. The judges mm-hmm. are really nice. Uh, the host really makes the show. It's Catherine Ryan. I don't know who she I is. Love, I love Catherine Ryan. She's, uh, I think really? she's Canadian. She's yeah. Canadian Irish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She hosts it and she is hilarious. It's the perfect amount. Like, I wish she would do Great British Bake Off because I, the hosts, they need help. But <laughs> she, she brings Shots like fired. I don't. I bring back the old ones. But anyway, the she brings the perfect amount of like humor and like genuine. She's she can be deadpan, but she's very warm at the same mm. time and like mm-hmm. is genuine to everybody. And I just think that she's great on it. How do you nice. know who Catherine Ryan is? Well, so she, um, I, I go in phases where I'm watching uh, British panel shows like QI, for oh, example. It's yes. like me and every other 65 year old person that lives in Britain. Um, I love QI. I love Sandy Tolvig. Like, you know, and sometimes they have a lot of rotating guests on those speaking types of, of Sandy, British. Speaking of Sandy, speaking of bad Bake Off hosts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I prefer her. Is that QI. that Sandy? That is the same Sandy. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry, Sandy. So Kath- sorry. You know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I don't blame you. Um, so Catherine Ryan uh, appears on those uh, British panel shows once in a while. You know, they're rotating, like I said before. And she's very funny. I enjoy her a lot. So I, I know of her from that. I had no idea that she hosted anything. So apparently she hosts All That Glitters, Britain's Next Jewelry Star. I'm curious. Yes. So it's a, is there only one season? Are they going to bring it back for another one? There's only one season and it's very interesting because I think they started filming it before the pandemic and they had to take a break in the middle of it Mm -hmm. because the beginning of it is no social distancing. And then like a few episodes in, they're like, oh, we're back after a little bit of a break and everyone (laughs) has to be six feet apart after that. Right, there's like plastic everywhere. (laughs) Yes, everyone's benches are like so far and she like has Mm -hmm. to separate two people at one point in like a funny Mm. way. It's hilarious but um yeah that makes I, sense i've not heard anything about a season two i'm not entirely sure it did that great i have no idea it seems like a niche audience but it is like there's only six episodes um i think they're about they're like 45 minutes or an hour maybe ish mm-hmm. 50 minutes each they're so good and the people are so fucking talented 
I just didn't know. I I thought all jewelry was made in a machine. Did you right. know it's not? Well, I thought that all all like the rings just came out of the ground like that. Me too. I thought I I thought it was like a press, which mm-hmm. is this is how you know that like poor. I <laughs> <laughs> Okay, poor. Yeah, We're yeah. just going to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of my utensils are like the kind that are stamped out of sheets of like aluminum. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? The ones oh, that yeah. are like 25 cents. Yeah. And it's like stamped at rough edges. You cut yourself every time you grab a fork kind of thing. <laughs> yep. yep. I just thought that's what they did with jewelry. I thought they just stamped it out. That's yep. not Stamp what they do rings. with jewelry, Sam. They have to set the stones. Right. They're it's customized. Well. It's, crazy. it's customized on one episode. So there's two challenges each episode. The first one is called the bestseller. They're supposed to make a piece of jewelry that would be mass marketable. The second one is the bespoke. And there's someone each show, each episode who has like their own story. Um, one of in one of the episodes it's a drag queen and she's has her first like solo show and she wants a custom piece of jewelry for it. So they're making oh. her a statement necklace. And she uh, chooses which one at the end. Interesting. Uh, that sounds like a good, good, you know, yes. way to do and it. And one of them is like challenge. an engagement, an engagement. Mm-hmm. So they make an engagement ring and they choose which one. So it's, um, it's great. It's fun. That it's sounds, wholesome. Yes. It sounds wholesome. It sounds like one of those kind of British relaxing shows that you could just kind of yes. put on in the background and it doesn't stress you out. Like every Very American competition that. show. Mm-hmm. Very much so. So yeah, check that it out. Nice. HBO Max, BBC Two. Those of you across the pond. Heidi Ho. Hoity toity. <laughs> they say Heidi Ho? I reckon. I, I, I don't know. You know what? I reckon. I reckon. Well, good favorite things. That sounds very nice. Good favorite things. Dishes and shows. What else can you say? Uh, you got anything else to say? Uh, we gotta go. I gotta. I gotta go and stand at my mailbox and wait for this this pan to come and hit me in the head. That sounds like you. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We will see y'all next week. We'll be having regular episode next week, and then also next week we will have a bonus episode for the Patreon patrons. Yep, that sounds good. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and more at theshowsamandjoe.com. You can also support us to help keep the podcast going on our Patreon, patreon.com slash theshowsamandjoe. Patrons also gain access to exclusive content like bonus episodes, music downloads, physical rewards, and more. We also want to give a big personal thanks to the wonderful podcast patrons who have donated $5 or more. Thank you to... Alex P. Alex S. Alexander P. Allison B. Amy T. Andrew. Andrew G. Andrew P. Ashley E. Basima B. Ben B. Brian H. Carolyn A. Chad D. Chris. Chris C. Chris K. Dallas E. David M. Duran C. Devin B. Emily H. Helena B. Jared E. Javier. Jess L. Johnny B. Jordan W. Julian S. Keith G. Kylon C. Lindsay C. Marianne J. Martin D. Maddie S. Montez B. Naomi D. Nick I. Nikki Q. Rose G. Sam. Scott A. Soyzilla. Sylvie C. William W. And Xavier D. 
as usual, thanks to all our listeners. And we'll see you all next week on The The Show. Show.